Well, welcome to another episode of RTAF Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Norris. Thanks for being here. Two new patrons to shout out this week. The first is Andrew Davis, and I got to apologize to Andrew personally because he subscribed last week. And during the intro, I was like, there are no new subscribers. I was wrong. And I admit that. And I thank you, Andrew, for your patience. Uh, Andrew is a painter, a former guest on the show. And you should definitely go check out his episode if you haven't already. And his work is truly phenomenal. Uh, One of my favorites out right now. So shouts to you, Andrew. Thank you. And the newest subscriber who just subscribed hours ago is Josh Uchtman. Hope I'm saying that right, Josh. Josh can be found on Instagram at Zorro the Terp Hunter. And this week, my guest is Miles McDonald. He goes by The Art of Wire on Instagram. You can find him also at theartofwire.com. He's a wire wrap jewelry maker, and he makes very sturdy, very intricate, very amazing pieces of wearable art. We go deep into his backstory in this one. Miles talks a lot about uh, manifestation, about meeting a artistic hero of mine, and I'm assuming an artistic hero of a lot of listeners of this show. I'll not spoil that for you. It's It, it comes within the first 10 or 15 minutes, I believe, of our talk. He talks about moving out to Paonia, Colorado for a little bit, what he was doing to support himself before he switched completely over to living off jewelry full-time and about where he sees his art going in the future. Think large-scale sculptures and things like that. Thank you, Miles, for coming on. Really appreciate you. And thanks, everybody, as always, for supporting the Patreon. We are at 15 pledges. 15 official subscribers on the Patreon. That's a nice round number, you know? And we're, I think, at about 108 bucks per month. My goal is 1000 I need to pay my man, Andrew Size, sitting right across from me. What's up, everybody? Thanks for being here, man. Uh, really appreciate the work you've been doing. Of course, dude. I've been enjoying it. Yeah. How'd you like this episode? I liked it. I mean... It was interesting on multiple levels. I thought his story was great. Um, You know, using his intuition to kind of guide himself Mm -hmm. and things have generally worked out. So I think, I know me personally, I can take a lot away from that because I tend to overthink things. Mm -hmm. So I really enjoyed that aspect. And then his jewelry and the pieces that he makes are absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we got all that on, uh, on camera for the Patreon subscribers. And if you want to become a subscriber, head on over to patreon.com slash podcast. Let's jump right into this episode. Thank you all for being here. Here is Miles McDonald. I've tried so long and hard. 
circular really? breathe. <laughs> yeah. Like a didgeridoo? It was a bit Yeah. Was it a didgeridoo? What was her name? <laughs> no, it was a saxophone. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sax- a fancy didgeridoo. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. Okay, so now's the sound check. This is sound check slash banter. We won't. We probably won't leave this in the uh, audio version for the free freebie people, for uh-huh. the free peoples. But the people paying for Patreon, they're gonna hear it warts and all, unless they start complaining about it. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Okay. So, so. Does it have a good distance? Yeah, you gotta be. You kind of gotta be close with these mics. Um, I have them about halfway up in terms of volume. Good thing COVID is over. Yeah. <laughs> or else we'd be doing this on Zoom. Should I point it straight at me? Just kind of, you can you can do like this. You see? Yeah, you can just <laughs> kind of do like this, right which on. is totally fine. That works. Yeah. That works for me. Sweet. Hell yeah, dude. What'd you have for breakfast? This um, is still warm up. Well, there's, there's breakfast and then a bigger meal. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I had a muffin to start. Oh, you start your day with the muffin? Yeah. Soothe my stomach a little bit. Okay. Um, and then... What did I have? Oh, yeah, a bunch of veggies and some leftover um, enchiladas. Mmm, nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, are you a, are you a breakfast right when you wake up guy? I need something. Something yeah. in my tummy. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just rolling in the morning. Yeah. Do you um, do caffeine? Yes. I just kicked coffee, though. Nice. Finally. I've been drinking it since I was 13. So. Whoa. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. You're 13? Dude, when I was 13, I was so jacked up on hormones and shit. <laughs> that like, Yeah. Oh, my God. Back to the saxophone that we were talking about. Um we had to be up for band practice at. F- we had to be at school at five thirty in the morning. Jeez, so that's why you were. It was the like coffee. a coffee. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense, I guess. Yeah, it was crazy. Four years of that. So you were okay. Cool. This is a good place to start. Let's sure. talk about like your artistic <laughs> previous endeavors. Anyway, I'll introduce you real quick. Great. Miles McDonald. Thanks for coming on the show. Andrew, thank you for having having me. Yeah, dude. <laughs> um, so. You're a wire rapper, and uh, people who are watching the video will kind of be able to see this right now, some of your work. <laughs> but you were just talking about how you were in high school band. Yeah, um, that that feels like several several lifetimes ago. Yeah. Yeah, um, I played piano starting when I was super young up through fifth grade, um, saxophone starting in sixth grade. Mm-hmm. The circular circular breathing I heard about in eighth grade. So all four years of high school, I was trying so hard to get this. <laughs> yeah, the, no, that's like the philosopher's stone of uh, of you know wind uh-huh. musical instruments. Yeah, or brass, I guess. Yeah, couldn't think of the right word. Yeah, but yeah, I was super into music before I really found anything else that that quenched that artistic yeah. need. Uh huh. So. What were you doing around the time or before you started wire wrapping? What was what was life like for you? Uh right about that time? Or sure. Before that, that was that was really exciting. 
Um, hmm. Do I give you like the really juicy details? All of it. Like, yeah, dude. We need. Do I, do I do like the big name we, drops? We, like, <laughs> we need the like, fine. Even grain. outside our community, like name drops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that. Go for it. Kind of where where my life changed. We'll say. Yeah, yeah. So I was out of high school, um, and uh, I dropped out of college, and everything was shifting for me. Um, also going to my first festival, Sonic Bloom, in 2012. Nice. Um, but uh, right before that, I had that 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 first time when I um, was introduced to the word manifestation, mm-hmm. um, and. I was introduced to it after I feel like I had already done it. Sure, yeah. So it was this really, I, I watched The Secret. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, whoa, that's that's exactly what I did. So knowing that I had that power, um, that that's where my life changed. So what I, what I did that um, made me realize like, wow, manifestation is a real thing is um during the previous all the years (laughs) all the way through high school and everything Mm -hmm. i listened to a lot of tool a lot of pussifer a lot of a a perfect circle all that yeah yeah that was my vibe that was my jam totally Uh um i even picked up playing the bass and my little brother plays a mean drum kit and (laughs) nice um yeah we we did a lot of that um i in in uh, it was after a moment of letting everything go my parents got divorced my whole world shifted that's when i quit college that's when i was like okay there's something else going on um that so can you, happen. you quit college because you were kind of like you realized it wasn't what you wanted to do or yeah. that that it would just be a lot more fun to yeah forge out on your so own this and was figure two, it out 2008 okay um my brother had just graduated okay um in the same program i was going for environmental design architecture okay. basically cool yeah um and so he had just graduated and that didn't really give me any hope he he couldn't get a job anywhere because right. the whole crisis especially in the housing market oh and all yeah that. yeah so I was like, wait, what? why the fuck would I want to spend the next, more money? Yeah, and several time. years and all that. So quit that. Um, moved back home for a little bit, shaved my head um, mm. without knowing the energetics of like what hair will carry and all that sort of stuff. I just really went through it, just kind of released everything my whole previous life. Mm-hmm. And then I got a call from my brother saying, hey, I got this job working for um, this guy at a winery down in Arizona, do you want to come help? What guy? And he didn't really tell me who <laughs> at first. And I was like, sure, whatever. Um, and I remember my mom at one point had said like, oh, your, your, your older brother, um, my, my half brother. So her son, mm-hmm. uh, he's working for one of these musicians that you listen to, I forget too. It was Shut some lead singer. Shut the fuck up, dude. But I listened to a lot of punk music also at the time too. So <laughs> I was just like, uh, it's going to be some stupid guy or whatever. On the drive down there, my brother was like, hey, so um, so the job we're going to do is for Maynard, James Keenan. So. Jesus. And that was <laughs> such a pick-me-up from the darkest place that I had ever been in my life. You know, I even like, 
you know, to get real dirty about it. Uh, really like, like a mock suicide. That's when I shaved my head. Mm. I just imagined just ending my life right there. Um, so you weren't, you weren't in a good place, but never would I actually end my life. Right, right, right. Um, you just had thoughts. Yeah, and yeah. just was like, this needs to shift. All this like, needs to just drain out. Instead of like killing yourself, you sort of killed the image of yeah. yourself. Yeah, right? yeah. I didn't draw any blood. There's nothing yeah, yeah. gruesome in any way, but yeah, just really reset. And then so going to work for Maynard, I was in that. I had lost 35 pounds in the three weeks, the first three weeks down there. So did you meet him? Yeah. Okay. I got to work at his house. Actually. What was he like? Um, so he moved to a little town in Arizona that my family has always been in. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's where my For grandmother the, lives. It's Catechus, right? Is um, it the, um, Caduceus. Caduceus. Um, okay. Vineyards. Yeah. Um, the town is Jerome, Jerome, Arizona. Okay. So that's where Maynard moved. And um, so my brother was just the local drywaller guy there. And so he just needed help for three weeks doing a, a thing inside Maynard's garage, which if you want to talk about being ready for the apocalypse. This dude's this ready. This dude is ready. Nice. He has huge backup generators and you name it. Yeah. By the way, I, I people give a lot of hate and like, you know, derision to preppers. But I mean, what they're doing is pretty logical, right? There's climate. Right. We have, you know, nukes pointed at each other. There's this new kind of like socio-political upheaval happening. I mean, it it just makes sense to, if you've got the resources to right. put them and, towards And that. we don't even know what the sun can throw at us. Or yeah, totally. Or what that'll do to us. If or... a solar flare like knocks out all the electricity. Oh, I could get into some cosmology stuff <laughs> i could go way deep into that um wherever you want to go where do we, we can go back go? to we can go back to maynard though so is um, he was he cool he was <laughs> way cool yeah like i i was definitely a fanboy so like I, I i tried not to talk much right 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 but when he would come up and he'd be like well what if we instead of doing this wall like this what if we added a little angle on it cool it cool yeah, yeah. It. am i about to collaborate with this maynard guy <laughs> no but i got to meet his dog and his his not wife um and uh saw his kid around but um never engaged obviously um mm -hmm. but yeah it was cool knowing the the gate code to maynard's whole what is it thing. <laughs> no i'm just kidding <laughs> i actually forget these days anyway. forget air quotes right um so so did you kind of take that as like a sign that like you did the right thing in terms of dropping out of college? Yeah, or that I could really just create and have whatever I wanted. Because mm -hmm. during that darkest time of my life, that's when I was listening to a lot of Tool, especially. So then sure, I just even remember trying to just imagine what Maynard looked like because I, I had never looked up an image of him or anything. For the longest time, the before longest I knew what he time. looked like, I just ima I imagined him real tall and skinny with like long hair for some reason. I just imagined some And it's totally like, the opposite. Yeah, I know. <laughs> as soon as I saw a real image of him, I was just blown away. Did you tower over him? He's pretty short, right? He is pretty short. Um, we're, uh, he's maybe just like an inch smaller than me. Or oh, okay. Not like, and actually at the time, um, like I said, like when I first 
went down there. I had our, our I had been drinking a lot and all sorts of stuff. Sure. Um, and um, I was a bit heavier. And then so working for him during even that first three weeks, I had lost thirty pounds. You know, um, none of my clothes were fitting. It was so embarrassing being around him. Like just like. <laughs> just sweating i'm sure like yeah. sweating a lot yeah, yeah all that weight and everything so it was it was, it was a weird time but you it's know, it's it cool that experience. that when i think of tool and and his other projects they all seem like very especially tool though seems very transformational mm-hmm. and it's like a very nice parallel with with your story what you have going on there Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, my family was religious, you know, um, Mm -hmm. conventional, you know, whatever Christianity. Sure. Kind of empty though. Same. (laughs) Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, listening to tool was like the, the first insight into actual, actual spirituality for me Mm -hmm. of, of it in a way that actually made sense rather than like the weird metaphors that the Bible's trying to throw at us. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And it's been, you know, interpreted and translated and edited. Right. On and on and on. Many times. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So so that was really magical. So lying there one night after watching The Secret, I was like, wow, I can really have anything that I want. Mm. So then that job only lasted three weeks. Uh, We we built what he refers to as the, the lab within the bunker. (laughs) <laughs> the bunker is his um anyway giant like you could probably fit like 12 cars in there or something damn refrigerator <laughs> and then in the back part there's a deep freezer that's also huge that you could park several vehicles in and so he has all these big temperature controlled big iron gates and all sorts of stuff so yeah so could, you didn't have to sign an nda did you no oh, okay cool <laughs> but i'm but, just wondering if we'll have on, to like no. <laughs> cut this out it's all on good terms um yeah 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 i don't know do we need to cut this out um um you don't remember signing anything right i didn't okay cool my brother kind of gave me the lowdown like this isn't really this is also like over 10 years ago this is a long time ago yeah 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 Yeah. Yeah, well over 10 years cool so he doesn't even live there anymore (laughs) right so yeah, take so us up. I can manifest anything that I want is what I'm like realizing coming out of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what do I want to do? I had picked up smoking a lot of weed, so I wanted to grow weed. <laughs> so I, I moved to Boulder. Um, that that lines weed, up. That was 2010 at this point, you know. Um, mm-hmm. There, there's a couple of years of just like the full transition, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, kind of drifting. And figuring yeah, it out. Um, yeah, and then landed in Boulder, two grow weed, got a job dispensary, all that. Nice. Went with that for a while. Um, it's funny how many artists are are either wrapped up or formally wrapped up in the weed game. Right. It's so great. Yeah, I love it because it just it's just perfect. It's not only. You know, for me at least, it was like I feel like getting high actually unlocked a lot of the flow of creativity for me. Uh huh. And then later down the line, when I was trying to make it or just like make a living off this, but before I really could, I had a job 
at a dispensary, right? You know, or just in the grow, like part time, like or whatever, gardening, yeah. trimming, doing whatever was needed, or or just going to rogue trim camps and uh-huh. like doing that whole that whole thing, you know? Yeah, I I, I always just find it not surprising in mm-hmm. like a like oh yeah of course of course we are <laughs> right yeah like especially I, here in Colorado you know? uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know. Totally. Yeah. I, the trim circles are where I've met a lot of my friends and got introduced to even festivals, you know, through mm-hmm. Stiffinity. I was trimming with her and she's like, come to Sonic Bloom. And Okay. Nice. Sure. <laughs> so you went to Sonic Bloom. Um, or do yeah. we need to backtrack a little bit? Um, oh, just going back to the manifestation thing. Uh-huh. Um, I, I, I wanted to move to Boulder and be growing um or working with the best weed not just like a job of course the best weed yeah yeah. and somehow i landed myself in this trim circle with um all these other people and it was for this guy scott reach who that year he ended up winning the cannabis cup in amsterdam hell yeah and it was just like what again okay like um and then yeah my whole life has just been that. What next? What next? So you're you're kind of like you're seeing opportunities presented to you, and you're you're kind of like intuiting and and just listening to what's coming along, uh-huh. and lining it up with your own personal taste. Yeah, just like yeah, just realize the power of manifestation is so powerful, and you can so tap into it as long as you keep your whole environment and everything you know in tune with all of it now i i know a lot of people push back on this idea of just like anybody can manifest any kind of life that they want right what do you what do you say to that like do you i know it's like like your personal experience is like one of success right Mm -hmm. but like you know this this also for me is like wrapped up in like the free will conundrum is what i call it like I'm not so sure that we have completely free will, freedom of will. Because, mm-hmm. like, had you have never watched The Secret, would you have been doing, you know what I mean? Right. And you can even trace it back to, like, if your parents were different. Like, if either your mom or dad were a different person, you wouldn't be the person who you are, too. Yeah, you know all what I mean? the circumstances. And so, like, we're kind of, I always feel like we're kind of, like, you know, caught in this this river of, uh, casuistry or something. I, I like love that. the river analogy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so we can do certain things, but it's definitely like limited to what we know and our courage to enact that into like wisdom, right? Uh-huh. And so I think a lot of people would push back on on that, but I mean, I pretty much am on board uh, with with the idea of manifestation, like. Yeah. It can be something as simple as being like, I have this goal, you know, uh, uh, I don't know. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I love the river analogy with that. Um, or is it a metaphor? One yes. of those. <laughs> <laughs> In this instance um, where, yeah, it is a river, but I feel like there's so many different places you can go within a river. Mm-hmm. You could stay to the side, stay mm-hmm. going slow, mm-hmm. um, kind of get, caught in the little eddies and mm-hmm. just kind of hang out there or grab a branch and hold on and but you know life is full of like little bits of rapids 
Yeah. And those are fun. You just got to lean into it, you know, with the moments that I've had of just releasing things and whatever, you know, just Mm -hmm. lean into it. Um, If you've ever tried to skate and like going down even like the smallest ramp, you have to, it feels so counterintuitive, but you just got to like lean forward and fall into it basically. So there's an (laughs) aspect of like overcoming fear. Yeah. You would say, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's been a it's been a big one for me the last few years. Uh-huh. It's like learning to just be courageous. Even though you feel the fear, it's like good to lean into Yeah. to life, you know. Yeah. And like still do the thing and, and just feel it. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of just feel like life is full of experiences, good and bad. And I do savor even the bad experiences that I've had. Mm-hmm. The really dark moments because um and of course of course the light moments <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah just really savoring it all but it, it's all kind of like um an amalgamation that makes up who you are as a person and where you're going next and you just got to be grateful for like the learning of it even if it was bad right is that what you're saying yeah nice yeah sweet yep. well let's get back to uh the timeline okay uh, Where so are we at? I 2012, think Sonic basically Bloom. Sonic Bloom. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm introduced into the amazing art that, that that's there. Uh, that year, Crystallize had all of her artwork on the banners. Mm-hmm. The artwork that's now on our yoga mats that we have. <laughs> nice. Um, and um, and um, and I meet you know so many amazing people that I'm still connected with today. Um, and yeah, that was really eye opening experience um did it did it spark something in you like it definitely did yeah but then also anytime you start to manifest something that means the old has to fall away Mm -hmm. so then i entered into a few years of another shedding shedding Mm -hmm. everything going to um more festivals shedding but then also gaining a lot you Mm -hmm. know um shedding past relationships and all that you know which can be difficult but Definitely. You listen to any astrologer, <laughs> and it's all about shedding those, right. you know, people out of your life. And, um, so yeah, that was that was amazing. I met, um, and then I got wrapped up into the Sonic or into the Arise community. Mm-hmm. I was there for the very first like pre-party of Arise and the planning stage and all that. And, nice. Um, and that's really where I met everybody. So. And so were you wire wrapping yet or I was not. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I hadn't even started wire wrapping yet. So that was 2013. I really wanted to, um, yeah, just l- land in a house that fit more in the, um, festival vibe and all of that. And, um, and through all of it, you know, ended up, um, meeting everybody at the pyramid house. And then going over to the pyramid house and nice, yeah. kicking it there um, for a few months until a room opened up. So that was my next big, you know, manifestation of wanting to live with my favorite artists. I, yeah, yeah. I just like threw it out there, you know, with my manifestation. Sometimes I just throw out kind of ridiculous things. Like I would love to be roommates with like these people, which I didn't really even like. I don't want to sound like I like idolize them or mm-hmm. whatever. But I'm just like, seems like cool people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had met them and you also vibed with their art. Yeah, so absolutely. Th- nice. And then, yeah, after a few months around there, and um, 
Oh, around this time, I was also, you know, I had my own little grow that I was doing and mm-hmm. all that. Um, but then, yeah, I got the opportunity to move in with them. So that was. The, so did you have to abandon the grow then? Or did you just yeah. have it at another spot? Okay. No, I, uh, yeah, that was, that was, that was a huge moment for me. That was a big decision, right? Where I could either move into a house where I had the entire downstairs basement and the unfinished basement to just grow. Okay, with the landlords, everything. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Or I could move in with my favorite artist and not be able to do that thing that kept me going. Sustained financially. Sustained, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Pretty well, too. Yeah. Of course, yeah. That yeah. was, what, 2013? Right. That's yeah. when prices were good. That was so good. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they've gone back up. That's another, that's a yeah. whole other thing. Right. Uh, but, yeah, okay, so what what influenced you to make the decision? Were you just like, I'm going to follow my heart, my intuition, my inspiration? Or oh, I, I, I consulted the, the spirits okay. for this one. This one was so How big so? for me. How so? Um, because it was completely different paths, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I I smoked DMT for the first time. Okay. There it is. Okay. There's, there's our... There's our, our drug reference. Our, our references. <laughs> Um, yeah, smoked DMT for the first time and really went for it, you know, just really full blast off with a full intention of consulting my guides, my spirits, like what, whatever you want to call them. Right, right. And that, that actually starts to, even just starting to bring it up, it gets me a little bit teary-eyed and stuff. And this is the first and only time I've done DMT. Really? Yeah. Nice. Because it's just so powerful. It's so crazy. I'm just like, I, I don't do I'll, it. Very I'll much. talk to you next time I need help. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, and I and I super respect it because it definitely just gave me the most clear. Um, well, not right away. Of course, it took months for it to figure out. Um, mm-hmm. but the decision was clear. The decision was clear. Okay. Um, so so from this experience, I I you know, met with my spirit guide. I felt like I just sat and I covered with him above my body, really going into it. Um, and he, or it, or this spirit was really just giving me a full story, all the emotions and everything that went with it. And, um, and then it is so beautiful. And then all of it disappears which was crushing in a moment for me. Mm-hmm. And my the, the spirit that I was with just said, Lyra, come back. And even being out of body, my body said, "What? Who, who's Lyra? Thinking who, the correct question was, what? What is Lyra? Mm-hmm. And that... Uh, stuck with me. Yeah, it was kind of that. That was basically more or less it. I, you know, I came out of it a couple minutes later and was shook. Yeah, it seems intense. Like, okay, what 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 does what does this mean? Mm-hmm. And um, just kind of sat with it for the rest of the day and everything. The next day, um, I was going to, over to the pyramid house, and I just brought my laptop. And I was like, I'm gonna look up what Lyra is, and just started trying to find it. Um. You know, thousands of different results, you know. I'm like, sure, this sure. is 
clearly not the way. <laughs> but while I'm doing it, I'm just twisting wire right. for not the first time, but for the just in a purely like almost meditative way. Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm going over to this artist's house. Like, what am I gonna do? Like, just go make art. Like, bring right. something. And right. I and I had twisted a couple of pieces before, just mainly functional mm-hmm. crystals for my water bottle and mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and so while I was trying to look up what Lyra was, yeah, I, I ended up twisting my first few spirals. Um, and I actually took a photo of all three of them, um, tried out different ways, what worked, what didn't. And I posted it. I got so many likes. <laughs> yeah, you got a nice feedback um, from that. Yeah, so many likes for me at the time. It was like 100 or so. Um, and I was like, wow, people really like this. This is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... I, over the next few days, I made a few of them, you know, 10 of them or so. Mm -hmm. And then, um, going back to the DMT experience, um, a couple of days later, after making the spirals, I go to the New Year's Eve party. Mm -hmm. So that's the timeline. We're right at 2013, 2014. Mm -hmm. New Year's Eve that night. And we're all out under the stars looking around. We're up at Gross Reservoir here in Boulder. And um, I overhear in another conversation, oh, you can't see it right now, but Lyra is my favorite constellation. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, okay, okay. I gotta I, I gotta stop this conversation. I gotta go figure out what this person is talking about. And I go up to this girl um, who is uh, Caitlin Buck, uh, another yeah, yeah. painter in the community. Yeah, I know Caitlin. And, um, hmm. Um, and I was like, oh my God. Okay. So Lyra came to me in this journey and I feel like it holds the answer to everything. So I would just love to hear what is Lyra to you? Like, what is that? And, um, she goes, oh my God, it's my favorite constellation. I have it tattooed on my ankle. Um, and she, she tells me this, the whole story of Orpheus and Eurydice or the whole Greek myth. Um, of Orpheus and Eurydice mm-hmm. and by the end of it I am just in tears with without me telling her the context that is DMT or anything I just said I, it came to me in a journey you know I want to hear what this is and at the end of it I was just in tears because she explained kind of this whole journey that my my guide had taken me on yeah yeah and so yeah. <laughs> um, the the story of Orpheus uh-huh. and Eurydice and there's Hades involved and it's yeah. a Greek myth, right? And so Hades captures Eurydice's. Is that, is that what More happens? Less, yeah. And takes uh, her to the underworld. Yeah. And Orpheus is like a, a musician. Uh-huh. And I, that's kind of where my knowledge stops right. in that story. So, um, um, yeah, the musical Hades town is actually, I was about to bring that up, which, I happened to be able to go see right before the pandemic hit. Um, oh, really? In, nice. In last no- or With- in the November twenty twenty or November twenty nineteen. Nice. So that's Anias Mitchell and friends, basically, right? Hades Town. Oh, I don't. Oh, <laughs> you I don't, don't know. even know. Who it is. Okay, cool, cool. Um, I know that Bonnie Vare was on some tracks with them. Oh, and, nice. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's all big fan. Really good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah, really good stuff. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, so 
Eurydice um, gets bit by a serpent on their wedding day, on her and um, Orpheus's wedding day, and she um, gets taken down all the way down to Hades, and Orpheus uses his lyra. Oh, so, sorry, I should rewind a little bit. Caitlin, before she even starts the story, she says, okay, so just to tell you what lyra is, in this case, it is the instrument in which to create art, whether it be... Mm. The pencil or the canvas or the wire or the body, whatever it is, it's the instrument in which to create art. Nice. And then she went into the whole story. And then it made sense to you. It made total yeah. sense. So so Orpheus uses the, the lyra to bring springtime and bring life and flowers and all the beauty of the world. Mm-hmm. So that was all the beauty that I was seeing in my journey also. And so, so he even uses his lyra, the, the beautiful music to, you know, hypnotize or not hypnotize, but just to charm everybody along the way, all the way down to Haiti, Hades. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he gets Eurydice and Hades says, um, you can take her back under one circum or one condition. You cannot look back. Um, until you're out of hell. <laughs> it's going to be treacherous getting up and out of there. But you cannot look back to see if she's behind you. You just got you just got to trust. Mm. And and this, you know, story, this myth is a is a tragedy. So. Yeah. So he looks back. <laughs> he goes all the way. He goes until he steps out of hell. He's he just can't take it anymore. He he, <laughs> he doesn't know. He turns around and she is taking her last step out of hell, but he turned around too soon. Yeah. And she gets taken back, and then he forever just plays his lyra alone. Damn. So, well, that's a high note to end it on. Right. (laughs) So so I'm in tears, and Caitlin just puts her hand on my shoulder and looks at me in the eyes and says, are you an artist? I said, (laughs) oh, my God, that's the question. Nice. She says, pursue art and do not look back. Nice. And so that's what you did. And that's what I did. And then the very next day I moved into the pyramid house. Nice. Damn, that's a hell of a story, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was great. That was great. That's juicy. Right. <laughs> so you're at the pyramid house. By the way, we should mention, uh, I guess, a couple of people who live there, like Morgan and Randall are both living there. And right. Crystal. Good, good throwback to the pyramid house days. Man, so many people lived in the house and moved through there. Over eight years. I, I happened to move in on the very last year that I was around. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, so many festivals were talked about in that in those houses mm-hmm. and um, planned. and Right, it has a lineage. In that, in that house, yeah. From what I understand. Yep. And then when I moved in, it was Morgan Mandala and Crystallize living there. Adam Summer was an astrologer. Mm. And a good friend, Kara. And, um yeah. Nice. It's amazing. So you're just surrounded by creativity. Did you have anyone teaching you or like mentoring you about wire wrapping? Um, I had a buddy who showed me a few things, uh, Justin Roz. Mm-hmm. He um he had showed me a couple of weaves back in two thousand eleven or two thousand twelve, I would say. Mm-hmm. And I had like dabbled with those and just to connect some crystals to my water uh, mm-hmm. purifier. Um, and then I kind of just went with it with the spirals for a bit. 
Yeah. And really just, that was my study. For the first year, you know, I made those little spirals. Um, you, you got some right here. You were a lucky re recipient of them. Um, I, you see that? Yeah, we'll have to get a close-up on them. We'll have huh. to get a close-up on them. I, I brought them out to kind of like, well, it gives more context to the story, obviously. Right. But also I wanted to just like, you know, if you take this and hold it up next to your new work, <laughs> right. it's like just an easy visual message to say, hey, don't ever stop. Keep going with your craft. Oh, thanks. Right. Yeah. If yeah. You, but um, so they're these simple like kind of nautilus spirals uh, basically, right? Yeah, very simple. I made, in my first year, I... I wouldn't work on them every day, but um, mm. I, I still had my trim jobs to help me get by and mm -hmm. all that. So I didn't need to make money directly off of them. But mm -hmm. um, but I, I made over 300 of them and gifted out. Most of them, Most right? of them. Yeah, Maybe yeah. I only sold like 10 yeah, yeah. to people who like wanted to give me money. I tried to give them and they're, and they're like, <laughs> like paying for it. <laughs> That's awesome. So, yeah. Do you yeah. feel like do you feel like that like giving away so much free art in the beginning sort of paved the way in in some sort of like I don't know, for lack of a better term, like karmic way, like that you're giving all this stuff away that you're sure to get something back out of it? Yeah. Yeah, is that why you did it at the time or were you just yeah, like Yeah, I was in full belief of that universal yeah, return. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Also, in a way of just like calling it like my my like, this is your this service. Is who, who I am. Yeah. This is what I do now. Okay, my nice. identity. I yeah. Guess. Okay. Gotcha. Like, gotcha. So there's no confusion. You have one of my spirals. Right. You know that connection. This is what this I do. Is that. That's cool. Yeah. That's super dope. It's yeah. A cool way to think about it. It's amazing how art can connect us all so much. And, oh yeah. Um, Absolutely. Speaking of, I think that's how, you all, obviously, probably how we connected. Yeah, I think I probably met you at the Pyramid House. No, I actually remember. You remember where we met? Good. I remember. I don't remember the exact date, but um, yeah, it must have been 2013 or 14. Mm -hmm. um, I think it may have been 2013. There was a um, the hill or the boulder. Oh, vapor the, house was yeah doing they had something. their yeah sean and ginger had, yeah had their it was party. yeah yeah i think it was, that was their it was, first party it maybe. was like the uh, it was like a hill block party mm -hmm. and there was like music I think and that was bands even before it was a block party i think it was just oh um, victor had his back. truck out yeah, front yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, he rented a u-haul and decorated it all it was like his art was like android um, there that night android was there yeah. everybody was there it was, yeah it was so good I was sitting That's outside. Crazy that you remember that? I, I think I was just wrapping up the spiral, and I had your you used to make digital art, yeah. I did, yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah. Yep. So that was you. I had your sticker on my water bottle. Nice. And you came yeah. up and talked to me, and you're like. Oh hey, you um that's <laughs> my art on your water bottle. I was like, oh my god, that's so nice to meet you. Sweet. Yeah, yeah I was using this um. It was just a simple uh, fractal rendering program. Uh -huh. And then I would take it into Photoshop and push and pull with like values and light. It was light. great. It was the perfect energy I needed for my water. Nice. <laughs> Hell yeah. Sweet. Yeah, I still, one of those pieces is still like very, very popular among uh, among people who know about my art, I guess. I don't yeah. know. It's on your store. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's cool. Yeah. That's interesting. I, yeah, I remember making those stickers and... Um, 
half the time, you know, I posted online like four stickers for five bucks or whatever. And then any time that I would just see anyone, I'd just give it to them. Right. Yeah. yeah. They're they're a business card. Yeah. More or less. Yeah. Totally. Totally. So um so you didn't really have any other mentors besides that? Um, there were a few people that would like give me little tips and tricks here and there. Um, Sean Fletcher. Mm-hmm. Um, he is another wire artist that he came through and he stayed at the pyramid house for a few months, I want to say. And, um, and he would show me a lot of his works in progress. I don't Mm -hmm. know if we really sat down and like worked out wire things together, Mm -hmm. but, um, he would show me things and then I would be like, Oh, and then I'd make it and kind of be like, like this. Oh, that's great. That's amazing. Nice. So, Yeah. But so you're just like, are you, are you watching like YouTube videos or anything or like, how did you get, basically what (laughs) I'm asking is like, how did you get from this little spiral to this epic bracelet that's been like featured in a magazine? I pushed myself to create the stuff that I was seeing in the art that I was surrounded with. So all of this, especially like Morgan and Randall's, like Randall's swirlies, Paisley's Paisley's and all that, you know, just, um, there was one piece that really pushed me that I kind of went with my style for a little bit um and it was and it was actually just like one of the little leaf looking things on Randall's painting with Chris Dyer the bromance mm. painting mm, there's like um, a leaf there's like he... a little leaf on Randall's head and it has this cool spiral but it then comes down and feathers out a little bit and, um so I I pushed myself to create you know just all those designs and nice um and you just figured it out i just figured it out nice i've always had the belief um that i can be good at whatever i put my mind to and i and i did do a lot of art through high school Mm -hmm. middle school all that so Um, you were like an artsy kid in high school too yeah Yeah, and i let it go in college because i was like you got to wear a suit and got to get a job and blah 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 sure 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 office and yeah you bought that (laughs) I bought all that. Yeah. That's what I first. I had like the opposite. Like in high school, I was so worried about what other people thought about me. I was, and I was, I'm like kind of athletic. So I tried sports, uh-huh. but like drawing music sort of like fell by the wayside. But then when I got to college, I was like, this is stupid, <laughs> but I finished for some reason. I don't know. College. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Um, that's, that's kind of off topic, but, um, <laughs> I, I'm curious is like, like when did you, when were you able to kind of like pull away from like random trim jobs and just focus on like selling your pieces? How long did that take? And was mm. there any like definite like line where you were like, okay, now I can, I can sell things. Right. There was a big shifting moment for me in 2000, late 2018. Mm. um where that was actually when we moved back to boulder but so that is when i really started to be more successful than just barely you know scraping by right um and and feeling so confident and comfortable letting trim jobs go and all that right um and yeah because there there were yeah, so that was what four years, four and a half years at least. Mm-hmm. Of um, I I would make some money um, off of it, but 
not really enough to cover even like my full rent, which was probably nothing for <laughs> yeah. the years that I lived in Paonia. And, um, what was Paonia like? We kind of skipped over that. Yeah. So you move out to Paonia in yeah. what, 2015? So, yeah. So after the Pyramid House, um, they the, the landlord sold it. It wasn't even on the market. It was so upsetting. <laughs> God, yeah. we were all, I heard all so pissed about that. But yeah, yeah. we um, we all kind of scattered. I moved down to Crestone with Crystal for a little bit without a car which was Ooh. impossible. <laughs> so you're just stuck there, basically. Yeah, I, I got you rides could ride. in and out, and there's enough tribe in and out of Crestone sure, to, sure, sure. to really make it work, but not, yeah, not sustainably. So I, I ended up moving back um, up to the Front Range, and um, and then, yeah, spiraled out to Paonia at some point, um, and that was wild. Paonia is wild. I felt like the whole thing, like our experience out there, maybe should have just been like on a reality TV show or something. Yeah. Oh my God. So we, <laughs> um, my brother happened to have an Airstream that he was selling and we happened to have friends who had land that mm -hmm. the guy was like, yeah, totally. Just come on out. Um, you know, you can park here for whatever, a few hundred a month. And, nice. Um, so were you living out of the Airstream then? Yeah, so okay. we so we bought this airstream and we we were just making payments on it, um, and pulled it out to Paonia, and when we first get there, apparently the landowner hadn't told any of the other community members living on the land that we were coming. So they were so describe Paonia. <laughs> it's like very tight knit, kind of closed community up there. Yeah, very tight knit. So Everybody they're like intruder when they see you. <laughs> the drama yeah of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I still hear about the drama and i've and you don't care and it. you're like <laughs> yeah uh-huh yeah so, so they saw you as like kind of an intruder or something um yeah there were okay. several arg arguments on the land that day and kind of just felt like okay well shit well we're here and the trailer's here and we we had to have my brother haul it out there and then he had to peace out so yeah we were just kind of dropped there. Um, that place was hilarious. Uh, <laughs> the the couple that had owned it initially, they split up. But they each had their own partners now, but they were both living there on the property. Okay. It was like 50 acres or something. Okay, that's um, big enough. <laughs> uh, the guy, <laughs> anyway, one of the couples was nudist. Like fully, <laughs> and they were hot. They were really hot. Actually, it's like, like <laughs> if you're that hot, maybe okay. you should be naked all the time. Yeah, I don't well, know. So are the others, but like they they weren't naked, so they had their clothes on. So I wonder what that like. I wonder what that impulse is all about, just to be naked. I know it feels great. Yeah, but they're like, I that that's like a social construct that I have would have a hard time breaking. I think right. It's. It was interesting, yeah. you know, UPS deliveries and whatever. She'd walk out full naked, except sign for the package. And <laughs> like the and the driver the, was like, the, yeah, like <laughs> out there. Unless it's like tribe, it's then it's like the full other spectrum of like far Stranger. right. Oh, like okay, that sort of. So like, we got some some people who love guns, right? Yeah. Okay. So it's that contrast of like okay. the UPS driver to the 
What, Lady. This is a total aside, <laughs> and maybe I shouldn't even ask this. What do you think about guns? Oh, I. <laughs> oh yeah, that Never is mind. a very loaded question. <laughs> oh my god, it's all hey. over the place. Um, See what he did there? Loaded. <laughs> oh yeah, very loaded. Um, I think the first four words of the the Second Amendment should ring strong for everybody. A well-regulated militia. Yeah, yeah. You know, like not. <laughs> so, I do think that there needs to be a little bit more regulation on that, especially mm-hmm. when I feel like our friend was gunned down in my grocery store. Right, right. Right down the street from me. I, I the the store is still closed today. Oh, I doubt it'll be back they, open. They're talk. It's all in the city council stuff that they're talking about what to do. Um, but I think they're going to do a major remodel. Because mm-hmm. um, yeah, I I can imagine stepping foot back into that store. Um, so that King Supers. I'm sorry yeah. to bring that. I, mean, yeah. I guess no, whatever comes up comes out. It's after. the life. It's yeah, and um, Lana was really special. Yeah, she was definitely like a super bright light. Actually, with the spirals, I made some bigger spirals before, and um, we were talking before, and she even, you, uh, you know, if you if if you put the spiral in your palm in the palm of your hand, mm-hmm. and you really just focus on the energy, you can you can feel a shift in energy um, mm-hmm. with any coiled wire especially like copper that. right it's copper, super conductive yeah or gold or even silver you know it's mm-hmm. um yeah but yeah definitely copper i feel like connects with humans a lot and so you can actually you, you can feel it and i remember talking with her one time i brought in the spiral and put it in her hand and she said that that was the first and only time she had really felt that energy like felt other people's energy like actually move you know and um we even reflected about that last year you know last winter when we went in there all masked up and everything Mm -hmm. didn't even get to give her a hug but um i never met uh, her Uh, i i I met her sister mm -hmm. at envision i don't maybe she was there and i did meet her I have a horrible memory. Right. Especially could, festival memory. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Yeah. Me, um, Lisa that you met down in, at Envision, she even lived in the Pyramid House before. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Before I was there. I don't remember what year, but mm-hmm. um, all that. Um, so, yeah. Lana was just such a bright light. Always just such a joy to walk in to Umba anytime, just see her and all that. So, going back to guns, that kid who sh- killed her, you know, yeah. he bought that gun six days before he did that. Yeah. Like, if... Fuck! Do you think there <laughs> I should just be want like him a... to, like, scream about that. Like, he had shit posted all over his Facebook about uh, supporting ISIS. Mm. He had a history of mental instability from his ISIS posting, he was supposedly on an FBI watch list. Why the fuck was he able to get a weapon? Yeah. Not just any weapon, a weapon like made for automatic. killing 
humans. Yeah, yeah. There was nobody injured in that store shooting. Right. Every single person was killed, dead. And I can picture the exact spot that where Lana was gunned down, you know, based on all the reports and things different people had said. Mm. You know, two little girls saw her get shot. That's awful. Yeah. So guns. Yes, I think people should have them. Like our friend um, Hurley. Uh, what's his name? Um, uh, anyway, I'm sorry. I'm all jumbled right now. Anyway, okay. another another person in the tribe. You know, I wasn't very close to him. I hadn't met him. I do remember meeting him because his energy was so great. He was a concealed carry um, allowed, you know, like he, he was allowed to do it. Um, he, in our, and I think it was in Arvada or somewhere, he was working in the store. He heard gunshots outside of a person starting to go on a shooting spree. They started with killing a cop. He ran out with his weapon that he was allowed to carry and he gunned down that person that probably was going to murder a lot more. Wow. And he stopped that That's person. That's so rare. Like, you hardly ever hear about that happening. But then the cops fucking killed him. Sorry. Are you <laughs> serious? That peaked in some things. No, it's okay. The cops shot him because they thought that he was the shooter. They didn't give out a warning or anything. They saw him from an angle that he obviously didn't see them, and they shot him. Fuck. Like, and he just, and he was a hero. So, yes, I think that heroes should be able to have weapons. And I do think that there are a lot of people that should be able to carry weapons. But also there's a lot of people that should just have a lot more thorough, like, check on them. Yeah. You know, this kid who also killed Lana, he killed a cop who had a weapon that the cop was obviously trained to use. And he shot this cop in the fucking face. So maybe that was a little bit too much. but like, No, it's all right. You know? That cop had seven kids. Yeah. I mean, it's tough to, it's a, it's a conundrum, you know, yeah. it's like one of those things that I don't think will, no. it's going to take years and years of like working it, working it out or, or mm. experience or even talking about it. Like, but I, no, <laughs> I don't think it's ever going to get worked out. I think it's just, it's just always going to be the struggle. You know, these are my views I'm probably going to lose some followers over it. Nah. I posted one thing before and lost 40 followers right after the Lana shooting. Really? Yeah. About like, fuck, these things should be regulated a little bit more. Not all weapons. No, a lot of weapons should be great. But the human, those ones that are designed to kill humans. Mm -hmm. Why do you need those? You need those to kill humans. That's what you need those for. Yeah. 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 I, I definitely feel you on that. I also... I am a little sympathetic because like if you look at history this you know at any moment you know our state in terms of like the United States uh it's not definitely not the greatest um but at any mo moment it could turn into like straight tyranny and fascism yeah a lot of people would argue that it already is there but it could really go like you know super you know super locked down mm -hmm. and people feel like you know there is there is this kind of like insurgency strategy that could work mm -hmm. 
um, even against things like drones and all that sort of thing. So I get why people, I just understand, I guess, both sides, but it's. I, I, I totally get it. I've had long talks with these guys that treat their weapons like it's their baby. And if you say that they need to be regulated, they like take personal insult to it, you know? It's yeah. Like, chill out, dude. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm not like, I'm not it's trying not to take you. your life away. Right, right, right. I'm right. just talking about like, nobody is talking about taking weapons away from people. Yeah. Nobody's talking about that, but they get all hoot and holler and they're taking our guns. And I'm like, no, when has anybody ever said that? They're not, nobody's ever said they're taking their weapons. Just talking about regulations going forward. Mm-hmm. Because it, it, there are now more weapons in America than there are people, people. in yeah. America. Yep. So yes, there are plenty of goddamn weapons here, but also like, I don't think that these weapons have a chance against these high flying drones that can, you know, mm-hmm. take out one person on a street, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, they are, these handheld weapons are no shot for what the government actually has. You want to talk about, like, military budget? They have a shitload of stuff they have never told us about. Yeah. And, like, your, your automatic whatever, even your giant big-ass sniper rifles aren't going to do shit. I'm sorry. But you're just... You know, and plus you, it, it like, ugh, I'm talking to, to these people. I'm like, ah. <laughs> um, anyway, just if, if they have these weapons, I feel like it's just like manifesting that you want to kill people with them. Mm-hmm. Kind of. It's just my whole thought on it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm still on my whole manifestation train, you know? Sure. Um. Anyway, that was a yeah weird tangent I, right <laughs> i thought about not asking that but um maybe we'll just put that on the patreon and that, keep, that keep, could be the extra maybe yeah. i don't know we, we, we you guys like about it. gun control talks um Ooh, anyway it's a, it's a heated topic for sure definitely definitely so, and yeah and i've you know I, I am friends with people that do carry weapons sure um and that are concealed carry you know that is great. That's fine. You should have a weapon if you're level-headed, but there should be better checks on that. Yeah, a lot of people would say that it's it's more about like mental health and how we've kind of failed as a society to mm-hmm. but sort also of this catch kid, red flags. You know, but yeah, this kid who went and shot up, you know, killed ten people in our in my grocery store. Yeah, where where I shopped every you know week. Uh, he, you know, he. I don't think that he would ever would have been like, oh, maybe I should go get help. Oh, no, I know. I have these bad thoughts. Like, maybe I should. No way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> True. So, there should just been a better check at the point of sell. That's the only time you can really dive into it. What do, do you think? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Let's get back to safer <laughs> territory here. Yeah. Um, so, you're in Paonia. Mm-hmm. There's uh, you got two types of people there essentially. You say, yeah, like more artistic bohemian people and more like conservative uh, gun people, I guess. Yeah, like literally like neighbors to each other, like big truck and did American they get along? Flag flying. Um, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. Not no, really. <laughs> not at all. Nope. It feels very like 
divided. Yeah. I mean, anywhere. But like Boulder is such a bubble. You can be surrounded by tribe. But no, it is very divided. I mean, people get along like to whatever degree. But if, you know, like our dog ran away because neighbors were shooting guns. And we're like, hey, can you just stop shooting just so he'll like come back? Just stop for like an hour and then we can get our dog and then leave. But because our dog would not come back to the property and we had no idea where he was. Like they got up in our faces about their freedoms oh, wow. and why they live out there so they can do whatever the fuck they want. Damn. It, so That's intense. Yeah. It's like, dude, just not telling you to stop. We're not <laughs> taking away your guns. Just stop for just a moment and just a moment for a dog to come back. Cause he can't be far right now, but he's not going to return if these continue. Yeah. And so we, we lost him for a full, you know, six hours or something. Damn. Which oh, he's like my child. <laughs> yeah, what's his name? Um, uh, Chenrezig. 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 Do you Buddhist god of compassion? <laughs> nice. Do you have a shorter version of that? <laughs> Chen. Chen. C H E N. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Chen. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, I love our dog. Like we just got a dog um, last year. It's like our COVID dog, you know, mm. and uh, so much joy and just awesomeness, and. uh it's cool to have like a responsibility, you know, uh-huh. to, to like take care of another living thing. Yeah. Um, and now we have some plants going too, trying that out. Not uh-huh. very good at it, <laughs> but it, we're growing food and aloe and little yeah. house plants and stuff. But yeah, the, the animals are like life changing in my experience. Totally. Yeah. Um, so out in Paonia, you were, you were living in the Airstream the whole time or did you guys get a house or? So, yeah, so we were living in the Airstream for a little bit and I, and these were the days where my jewelry just got, and it got put off to the side. I, um, so this is 2015 or so and 2016, 17. And, um, I, I started growing weed again. <laughs> Drew just stupid amounts. Like, Yeah. Um, but I didn't really have the funds to start anything myself. So it was always working for somebody else. So I'd just get a cut. Right. You know? So yeah, it was sure. always still just barely getting by by the end of it. Yeah. And um, you have to wait too until the harvest yeah. comes down and gets trimmed and gets shipped. Yeah. And so the big waves of money coming in and out is just not great <laughs> to live off of. Yeah. Um, so then I really started making jewelry just to cover rent again um and that was that that started working out for like a few years Mm -hmm. um but not enough for anything else food gas or anything (laughs) and um yeah and then really at some point you know there was um i think there was this fashion show that happened in peonia so Peonia really? has a really fun community side to it um, where at least when we moved there, it was like the, the, the best time. Yeah. Um, and um, there was, it was the unicorn arts collective that nice. did this fashion show and I didn't have anything ready, but I was like, I was really inspired by this other artist, Claire Preble. Mm-hmm. She's a wire artist who passed away, but she used to live in New Zealand. Um, and she made these wire 
like corsets and things. Oh, oh nice, nice. Really, really cool. She she worked for the way to workshop and that sort of stuff. So, what's the way to workshop? Uh, they did all the Lord of the Rings. Oh, um, the, all, any like most any armor the, and all that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa, sick. So she was just super designer, super <laughs> nice. artsy mind. And she had done these like things, which I don't even think was her main thing. You know, yeah. Just yeah. one of the things she did. They just hired her. Yeah. And I was introduced to her from some people that were from New Zealand. So Okay, nice. Um, And I was really inspired when this fashion show came up. I was like, wow, I want to make a corset and all that. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. You get that in. Um, So I really pushed myself to create, you know, these things and a lot of big works and um, and then that's when I really shifted into, I should really be focusing on my art more. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course I still didn't for another year or so. It's hard. <laughs> you can have another couple. It's hard to like take that leap that, yeah, like energetic leap from knowing you're going to be all right financially to just kind of like, it's like when Indiana Jones steps off the, mm-hmm. you, you know, in the third movie. You know what I'm talking about? No, I don't know. Anyway, there's this invisible bridge. I've seen them all, but it's such a long time. Yeah, yeah. There's an invisible bridge, and he steps off in a like a pretty ridiculous way. He kind of like oh right, instead of just Uh, like tapping it and being like, yeah, there, just just goes for it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's what I feel like. It's like when you're thinking about quitting your job and just being an artist. Yeah, and you actually have to step like that. You can't you know, tap your toe uh-huh. and see if something's going to catch you. Right. It's got to be this kind of like kind of, all kind of faith thing, you know, uh-huh. in a weird way. So finally, yeah, there's a moment when I was um, running a trim or managing a trim circle of people mm-hmm. that I just snapped. And I was like, what am I doing? I can make more money making art. Cause I was calculating like by the end of this year, all the hard work, like, what the hell? I've only gotten paid like $2 an hour. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So then that was the biggest shift for me. And then that was also like a time when I was, um, getting back together with my now fiance. Um, Oh, congratulations. Yeah. Nice. Um, we've been engaged for a few years. Just, we were supposed to get married in COVID time Mm -hmm. or in 2020 before COVID hit, but yeah. And then postpone all that, and we're just really like whatever at this point. Yeah, you know, we'll we'll have a big marriage, but yeah, we kind of enjoy the congratulations every time. Nice, <laughs> <laughs> because people are so much more excited about hearing that you have a fiance rather than like, oh, the old wifey. Yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, sorry, about that. Yeah, yeah, my old ball and chain <laughs> over here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So, you're making this corset. Come back to that. Tell me about um, that. I made several big pieces and it was cool. Got them into the fashion show, uh, worked with models, all that. Um, and um, started working with copper a lot more too. And then so, um, we're not working with copper more, but working with like thicker gauge copper and stuff, which is when okay. I started wanting to do more things like this frame that I made with Morgan mm. this collaborative piece should we show this sure yeah so I had always wanted to do like a little bit of a frame or something for one of the amazing artists that I lived with and the, Morgan started doing her little mini paintings and I was yeah. like perfect I can yeah. start small 
because the big two by three paintings are just so daunting. But. Yeah, it'd be hard to make a frame for. Yeah. So it, um, right about the time I made that, um, I also dis- discovered a new setting. Um, I call it the bow tie setting. Okay. Um, for wire. Yeah. Uh, wire jewelry, and that was a, the game changer. The game changer. So yeah, that's something I wanted to get into. Is like your wraps and your bra- like your bracelet, especially. It's it's got some moving parts on it, but it's like you can't really like doesn't seem like it'll ever go loose. Right. You know? And with other wire wraps, um, I've noticed over time, if especially if you're wearing them a lot, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, that's kind of the point, uh, they they get loose. And uh-huh. I mean, not all of them, but like over enough time, you know, I'd, I'd say most of them need like either like a retouch or some sort of like oh, tightening. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. So can you describe the bow tie setting and, and um, like what that means? Yeah. Just, just going back to uh wire wrapping stuff. I, when I had first seen a wire wrap, I, 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 I kind of wanted to get it, but the back was fucking scratchy. And I was like, there's no, sorry. Just, yeah, yeah. And I looked at, I remember looking at it and being like, I could, maybe do that one day like Mm -hmm. and um yeah that that really bothered me the frame just just aesthetically like feeling and like you wear this every day like um oh that um and right about the time i discovered the bow tie setting that was also um when i started polishing my pieces also okay that was another big can you explain that to people who might not know what that means Right. Um, uh, so just polishing. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So just really um, a lot, a lot of wire straight from the mill or just brand new is actually a little bit rough. Sometimes it has little grooves and little lines and stuff. Mm-hmm. It'll look shiny, but it doesn't feel definitely smooth. Um, but yeah. then polishing it up, you know, taking off just little layers till it's a really nice um, finished shine. It's uh really really changes just the whole yeah whole vibe of a piece and also you can really um with wire you know especially the thicker wire that i work with a lot mm-hmm. um the tools do make marks on it so you can just polish all that off and okay really clear, okay clear nice. up. yeah or like any of the spots that'll snag anything or whatever yeah um so yeah um but yeah i i do pride myself a lot on this how sturdy my pieces are mm-hmm. and i feel like i i owe a lot of that to the spirals um when i spent my first year making spirals and that was it mm-hmm. you know nothing too heady not trying to do too much right i had you know several spirals that came back to me oh this happened or this happened or, and you got to kind of and i got to be like oh okay i could tweak it like this and i can do this a little bit differently and then you know they got more and more refined over time mm-hmm. um and um and that really helped um yeah because yeah there's there's a, there, like you said there's a lot of wire apps that'll snag that they'll come loose over time um so i i feel like i don't even like to call myself a wire wrapper honestly uh, what would you <laughs> like, use a jeweler okay cool yeah I'm, oh yeah or wire jeweler jeweler that's dope or you know or something because um i i do my tie-offs differently than 
99% of other wire wrappers that I've seen. Uh-huh. They normally just do a little loop around and then cut it off. And um, I do a loop around, then I have all the little wires coming out, and then I twist them together and just sets of two. Mm-hmm. And then it's like a braid. Is it a braid kind of? Kind of like a braid, but mm-hmm. just it's kind of like a little twisty tie. Okay. Like so, I I go around the normal tie off method around the wire, but then I like do a little twisty, and I I honestly like I could vibe with wire like tangler <laughs> almost because like, wire tangler because because <laughs> my pieces are so tangled up together yeah. that they're not going to come loose, and I'm very confident in that nice um and then so like with the bracelet i even have like the the moving mechanism part yeah but then the top part you know that was we, the f- yeah um, can you show me what you're talking about yeah we might just be able to hold it up right um, um so i have it in this nice case mm-hmm. um so the bracelet opens up let's let's get the what is it asmr oh asmr yeah yeah we'll get click that bracelet so oh, that was the unlock. Okay, nice. So then that's like a nice little, and then it'll like slide. It'll attach to different levels. So and it's adjustable. It's not just it's like adjustable. one size. Okay. Yeah, and I've put this on Sick. so many people's wrists. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. And here, here's one more. Here's here's the click of it going into place. Okay. Ooh. And that's locked into place, and it's on your wrist. Sounds like craftsmanship. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and then even the the top the the pave okay, setting. What's, okay, what is so the pave? This is also a newer one that I've kind of uh, refined. I don't know if I discovered the prong setting that oh. that, that it's used. It's all these wow, individual. Wow, that is intricate. It's all these individual prong settings. Can you see that? That are all stuck in. It's like all these little and pulled down together. And it's like a. It, to me, it reminds me of like the wire would be like. Tell me if I'm wrong, but like petals of a flower kind of like coming over and like like gently laying on top of the stone, but it doesn't take away from it's mostly stone. Oh right. Like all on the, the edge. All the little, yeah, 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 yeah. The, the parts holding it in. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. Man. So Pave, you know, it comes from just like um like the Pave setting. It's like more like along the lines of like paved road. Like Oh, okay. Um just having all of the stones in next to each other yeah yeah like where the stones are pretty much touching yeah um that's right so this bracelet was the very first example of that that i feel like the wire wrapper wire wrapping community had ever really seen and you got these like chain link looking things down here so that's the bow tie setting okay yeah Ah, so ah. this piece is with um all new settings how long did this take you 200 hours yeah um plus you know, concept time and whatever else, you know. <laughs> yeah, there it is. It's nice. Yeah, dude. Wow. So uh, did you you drew it out. I'm I'm assuming first. I didn't. You didn't. <laughs> no. Jesus. And I, I am so surprised actually because yeah, I I didn't plan this one at all. I I figured like uh, maybe I'll do a bracelet, but then the mechanism came together and everything. Mm-hmm. So, just in the right timing. Hmm. Um, and then I was able to enter it into the Saul Bell Design Award, and um, yeah, and you got in this book. Yeah, I got published in my very first book, so that's the Saul Bell Design Award. So that is for all types of jewelry, mm-hmm. um, from everywhere in the world too. Like fabrication, everything, fabrication, yeah, yeah. or however you want to design it. So, um, 
besides one other wire wrapper that got into it in the under 22 years older cat mm-hmm. younger category um there's one wire wrapper who got into that but as far as like what i call like the big boys uh <laughs> competition part of it yeah. i'm the only wire wrapper to ever make it into the finals really yeah damn so that feels like yeah, it's must a big awesome, win man. for wire apps yeah yeah everywhere sure um because i've always been you know i've seen it with the painting community everybody can when one person has success right. everybody can have so much more success and so we can all have success together yes and so I have always given away all my settings, all my techniques, all my... I noticed today uh, um, that you have a YouTube channel. Yeah. And I did not know that before. And there's you have several tutorials on there, uh-huh. right? And this is a little kind of veering off to the side a little bit, but like, what is what is like making these these lesson videos or these teaching videos? Has it leveled up your like understanding? at all or are you just making them i mean <laughs> yeah what what is teaching done for you i guess right what is my incentive for not necessarily not incentive, incentive but or... like w- did anything unexpected happen during that process oh um i learned a lot about video editing <laughs> <laughs> that took a lot longer than i ever imagined yeah it's um, it's tough that's that's why I right. Him. Shout out Andrew. Clone Drew. Yeah, Andrew. Clone Drew. Clone <laughs> Drew. Um, yeah. Nice. Sharing the techniques though, really, yeah. It just, I felt like it needed to be out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's dope. Like I hate it when artists try and guard their secrets, mm-hmm. or um, or something else that I've I've known to have have happened i guess is that artists will share their secrets and then get mad when someone who went to their class <laughs> ends up looking a lot like their art right. which i i never really understood but um yeah i think open source is the way to go yeah it's fully. like the more great art there is it's like uh-huh. how's that gonna be bad and yeah. if you know if the person's you know the person who's learning from you is is any kind of a decent human to be like oh no my guy miles he's the one who taught me you know right yeah which actually when i first released the bow tie setting somebody else went on youtube and created their own video of the bow tie setting mm. but like did it with different shape wire and all some different things as if he was trying to make it his own but it was like totally my technique mm-hmm. and didn't give any shout out or anything and uh, other people ripped on him so i'm like community is good you know? yeah yeah, yeah. Like, they're like hey you should have at least like mentioned you know where yeah, you yeah. got this for sure like, for sure yeah um yeah the the ecosystem um also the movie antitrust really got me uh what's that 90s movie i yeah. think yeah about a developer just releasing his um code to the world for oh, okay. everybody to Hell elaborate yeah. on and grow yeah off of and stuff yeah that's and and yeah i uh my settings have grown a little bit through sharing it mm-hmm. um i've seen other people's takes on it different ways of doing it securing it and different things um that's been really cool to see you know kind of creating this whole technique and then releasing it to the world 
Yeah. And then seeing it, it take off, you know, yeah. uh, so many people use it now. And for a while, you know, the first year, everybody was like, shout out or shouts to Miles for the, the, the technique or whatever. And then, but now eventually it's, it's like, reached so far out that it, it, some people don't even know I created it, which is that's great. cool. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah, I'm yeah. so glad that it's like growing and thriving on its own. Totally. Yeah. Totally. And there are other people that have made tutorials on it as mm-hmm. part of larger packages of all the settings, you know, and mm-hmm. different things like that. And they've reached out to me because they're selling it and stuff. They've reached out to me and um, I just say, yeah, include my website and uh, my my um, Instagram and that's good with me. Yeah. I, yeah. And they all do it. Yeah. I think it honestly makes you stronger when you're sharing like that. I gained so many more followers when I started sharing the techniques. Mm-hmm. Um, you're yeah. like you're like a node in the ecosystem. That's like kind of you're like providing content, ideas, techniques, mm-hmm. and so like people tend to start to rely on you. But then once they develop these themselves, they can also become other nodes, and you just like make each other stronger yeah you know it's like a healthy competition maybe or it's like (laughs) co-op-petition co-op-petition yeah 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 Yeah. the the ecosystem um i've even said in my videos like especially the tutorials start to finish of a piece Mm -hmm. um my paid ones that i have on my website um on those i've even stated directly like make this go for it yeah yeah. sell it do whatever (laughs) you need to do you know i've uh, i i have discovered this technique but wire is also so different you know it would it it feels impossible for me to recreate my own pieces yeah you know even trying to make a tutorial for one of them i tried to get good enough at that one Uh, like you know it's a variation that i do but Anyway, I couldn't get it exactly the same. Yeah. You know, two times. You yeah, know, totally. Like exact, you know, because wire will bend just a little bit differently with that or that. Or yeah. You know, and, yeah. Um, so uh, I'm like, sure, go for it. Try to copy it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it'll come out looking at least a little bit different. Yeah, it'll have everybody's own little signature, mm-hmm. you know, to it. Yeah, e- even when I see people, like, copycatting and getting, like, like shit on by people being like, oh no, you stole this from someone else. It's kind of like, yeah, they stole it from a person before them and yeah, it just all goes all the way back. Just... And it's kind of like, you will be stronger and you will be more recognizable if you try and blaze your own trail, so to speak. But we all have influences. We all like mm. mimic people. And then it's in those little like your own um eccentricity that you find your style right mm-hmm. and so i i think it's good to it's definitely good to give credit where credit is due but it's also kind of like you also can't really be mad if like your style is too easy to copy or mm-hmm. um right stuff like that yeah early on there's this wire rapper who was like maybe not early on but I don't know. There's always been wire wrappers ripping on people for using this technique or that technique or whatever. Like even a weave pattern, which mm-hmm. is like in wicker chairs and shit. Like, it's literally. You don't own that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like when artists would like rip on people for using that, um, then 
like I, I, I used to hate that. And then I even got into an argument with one of them before I was like, okay, so since you, um, won't collaborate with somebody using your technique or whatever, like, do you care if, you know, I, I set some stones like this and then he like, like was like, this is my bread and butter and blah, blah, blah. And like, I was like, okay, great. And then and he continued on like, it, you'll see if you ever discover a setting and whatever. And I was mm-hmm. like, you know, if I ever discover a setting, I'm going to share that shit. And like and six months later, <laughs> I came out with the bow tie setting uh-huh. and, and nice. I shared it within like a few days of discovering it. So nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. People's takes on all that. Um, like, you know, how people use a motif and then think it belongs to them. I think that's kind of ridiculous, but it is also kind of ridiculous when someone is just straight up ripping someone else's style. Absolutely. You know, it's like, not okay. Yeah. Yeah. And people, people notice. Yeah. We all see. We, we see (laughs) there's enough of like a community around at least the arts that we're in that somebody will notice. And it's, I mean, you know, I keep flip flopping. I'm Mr. Fence Rider on this, but it's it's like I think it's okay. Like if you're super young and you're like, I like so and so, and your work looks a lot like theirs, but eventually you got to grow out of it. I think if you want to be successful, yeah. And uh, yeah, you gotta find your s- signature, your, mm-hmm. your your voice, little whatever thing that you do. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Speaking of wire wrapping and stuff like this, so I've noticed like some wire wrappers who used to do it have moved to like fabrication or fabricating. Right. Is there a reason why you did it? Did it just not interest you or? There's still too much to discover in wire. Yeah. And that's also one of the reasons I got into it when I was, like, okay, I guess I'll, like, make art, but, like, what art? Yeah. Like, I had just totally blank, empty slate going into the Pyramid House, and I was like, okay, well, I I painted through high school and drew, and um, I never messed with wire before, though. And as soon as, you know, you just start to bend it in your hands, and it feels so good. There's nothing else like bending metal. Yeah. There's nothing in the world like it it's like uh, <laughs> i don't know it's there's a sensation with it that just like i'm addicted to yeah. this is my art medium that i love yeah um yeah so i think you found fabrication your, like, yeah I by, mean, the, by the look on your face like i think yeah you found your calling. <laughs> that that ooh, <laughs> yeah <like>. yeah <laughs> but sorry you're gonna talk about fabrication um yeah uh I, I almost find it a shame how a lot of the what have been like the best wire wrappers, how they moved completely 100% into fabrication. But then, I mean, yeah, they make great jewelry and it sells for a lot and it looks good and stuff. But there's, it looks like anybody could have made it, mm. is kind of like the thing. Like, it's not as <clears throat> steezy as like their, yeah. their old wire wrap or it's, something like that. It doesn't have, yeah, when they're at like the top of the wire wrap game, like why, why, you know, shift out of that if, if you enjoy it, if you truly enjoy it. But maybe yeah. they just didn't. Maybe they just want to make. Or, I mean, in the case of some 
uh, fabricators, which <laughs> shout out to my biggest hater. <laughs> <laughs> Wire wrapping was just too hard for them. Oh, and word. they moved into what and fabrication. Okay, you know, it was too hard for them to get their pieces to not fall apart, and because they their wire wraps fell apart, they think that everybody's wire wraps will fall apart. When if you look back at their wire wraps, like it's clear, like that moving into fabrication was a good move for you, bro. Yeah. So what's his name? <laughs> what's his name? Oh man! Oh man! You don't have to say it. Say it. I'm glad we're not going live. Right. Hey. <laughs> do you do live? Um, have you? Have, have we? I don't think we have. No, we, we did. We went live on uh, on 421. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Last year. Great. We we're trying to do it on 420. I tried to do it on Twitch. Uh-huh. I had a 2011 MacBook. It didn't work, <laughs> needless to say. And so we had to postpone it, and we just did an Instagram 421 is better anyway. Everybody's too high in 420 and they forget about shit. They're like, oh shit. I learned that when um, I was like helping like produce this thing. Well, I I don't even want to say I was helping produce it. I was a part of it. Yeah, a part of it. And uh, this guy wanted to throw it on 420 and I was like, my first response was like, that's a bad idea, bro. Like unless you're because like, you got four nineteen, you got bicycle day. Yeah, you're tripping balls. Uh-huh. You're tripping balls, <laughs> and then on four twenty, you're coming down. You're smoking a little, smoking a little doge, and then four twenty one's your recovery day. So you're yeah. gonna sit around and you're just sitting around waiting for someone to tell you what to do. Yeah, listen to some conversations between some artists. Yeah, yeah, that was that was my whole thinking actually. Yeah, yeah. it's good. Thanks. It's good. <laughs> Thanks. Um, so let's see. I have a couple other questions. Oh, um, has making art changed you as a person and how? Well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I figured it was going to be a yeah, so how, yeah, how? Absolutely, definitely. Um, Making art, well, I've always been me, but I've definitely. Have you though? Maybe not actually. Maybe there's a whole period where I didn't know who I was. <laughs> I identity's so weird to me. Uh-huh. Like, I, I would say art has helped me find my identity. Okay. For yeah, sure. yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. For sure. I mean, it is my identity, pretty much. Yeah. Um and uh Yeah. It's um it's been really amazing to see like how how you know, through history through all of the different things that we can learn about or see or all of it, like art is such a big part of history. Oh yeah. It's everything. Like it's, yeah. I I was, I had Randall in here like a month or two ago and we literally broke down that like everything that you see that's man made was once just a part of the, the imagination and it took some sort of like artistic or creative ability to make it. I mean, art is on, he pointed out that art is on money. There's literally art on money, the thing that drives everything. Yeah, that drives everything. It's the currency, the current of electricity, energy. Yeah, in the world, yeah. Yeah, so I'm I'm definitely right there with you on that. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. So, so yeah, no, just like, but um, (laughs) yeah, art, you know, it is, a huge part of the world and it's just cool to be a part of that yeah 
Yeah. It's cool to actually be making an impact on the art form that I've chosen. Yeah. I sometimes like think about that. I don't know like if if it's the same at all, you know, like being a painter. Mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, paintings have been done forever. Um, People have their own styles, but really techniques haven't changed. Yeah, not too much. Ways, like exact ways of like, you know, I feel like, yeah, with wire, it's so fresh and so new. Mm -hmm. So cool. Yeah. Um, That, yeah, this is the time now that wire is going to be making a big, like big leaps in its art, artistic, whatever, appreciation. Have you thought about, um, like, what, what do you see in the future for your art? Um, I see myself moving out of making pendants as much. Mm-hmm. Um, every it seems like every day I go on Facebook and there's like 200 new wire wrappers that I've never heard of that are absolutely killing it. Good job, guys! Everybody's doing like amazing. There's amazing artwork coming out with it, and um. It's, yeah, it's really cool. Um, but yeah, everybody is making pendants. So everybody else can make pendants and I'll just make less of those. I've been making a lot more engagement rings, rings mm-hmm. that'll actually last for mm-hmm. years and years and years. Um, and even in some of them, I do use like one tack of solder just for the... To be extra the, sure. I'm actually already 100% sure, but just for everybody else's sureness okay got you it's actually funny because i i have not felt like i've needed it but i've just been like what whatever like Mm -hmm. this is i've i've dealt with the argument a lot of like oh if it doesn't have solder then it's gonna fall apart and blah 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 but my rings are constructed absolutely completely different than most other wire wrapped rings you Mm -hmm. know the traditional style of wire wrapped rings takes an hour my rings take upwards of 50 hours oh wow so Okay. Um, and and I charge an appropriate amount for them too. Um, so rings, um, I definitely want to collaborate with some more artists outside of my medium, you know, more painters, more whatever. Um, frames then? Yeah. I want to do some more frames. That'd That'd be cool to do like a whole series or something. Yeah. And I, the corset that I made years ago has been gaining life to it and it's been, um growing into a full-size woman sculpture butterfly woman oh cool hell yeah that's kind of what i was getting as right when those sculptures coming out yeah (laughs) so so i haven't shared anything about that publicly until now okay sweet this is this is great because it's not as visual yeah 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 i don't have to (laughs) you have to be like work in progress and it's like there it is yeah this giant sculpture her butterfly wings stand nine feet tall yeah um, and she's really intricately designed and has, have, has all the wire wrapping stuff going through it. Mm-hmm. It'll probably still take another while. I don't know. I'm moving right now. So she might just go hang out at a friend's house or storage or something. So you're about to hit van life right. is what you're telling me, right? Yeah. We, yeah. Uh, my fiance and I are traveling into van life. Nice. Um, which is scary. Just, it's a yeah. it's a big it's a big move. Yeah, yeah. So we we bought a van um, back in February, and I've been building it out. And it's is it like a Sprinter van? 
Uh, it's a Ram ProMaster. So okay, it's like a same. spinner. It's a little bit same, wider. Same. So yeah, you can yeah. sleep. Um, Two. Um, oh, like uh, side, wide ways? Wide ways, yeah. yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yep. And yeah, and it's tall. We can stand up in it. We, awesome. Um, I'm building out all the things, the sink and you know, the little bathroom, all of it. Wow. So Nice. Yeah. And that's that's cool. That's putting some of my... my early high school days of working construction into good use nice yeah hey i'm gonna pause it real quick yep. so wait do you have like plumbing in there um, or is it just kind of like a just n- nope uh we have a little like camp toilet thing okay. that we can take out and empty where nice kind nice. of anywhere nice um also just thinking about festivals in the future yeah yeah like, perfect oof, yeah i don't want to stay in tent any- anymore Mm-mm. or use porta potties so Mm-mm. Hell no. Bringing it all with us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. That's rad. That sounds like an adventure. Yeah. It's going, we're, we're, we're probably going to have a lot of Airbnb stops, you know. Okay, yeah. When we need to have super stable Wi-Fi. Um, so my fiance is the um, coach, you know, so she's okay. um, always needing to be on Zoom. Communicate. And, and Yeah. Nice. All the digital stuff. So, are you planning on traveling a bunch, or are you just yeah? You, okay, sweet. Yeah, we are going to circle around in Colorado for a little bit, um, and then up towards. We're gonna go all the way up to Washington, and then maybe spend some time in Oregon, as long as it's not on fire. Yeah, and um, just check out a lot of different places to live. We've kind of always wanted to live by the coast, but never. Um, yeah, we we have a cat and a dog. So, and and they're both actually great in vehicles and road trips. And awesome. Stuff, so, and they yeah. get along, obviously. Yeah. And we wanted to travel a lot, but you know, having the animals, um, definitely, there's a little bit of a limitation mm-hmm. with um, what you can actually do. Yeah. And paying so much in rent in Boulder. Yeah. And then leaving for a month, it's like, wait, so we're going to pay rent plus a house sitter and cat sitter plus. Plus gas, like, yeah, food, all that stuff. All the travel going elsewhere. And so we just figured out how to make it all work. That's us. awesome. Yeah. And that's coming up in a couple of weeks, right? Yeah, at yeah. the end of this month. Wow. So <laughs> I'm still, I'm on the finishing touches of the van. Sweet. Um, my It scares my fiance to death. <laughs> I'm not finished yet. <laughs> it's, it's livable. Right yeah, yeah. It's totally, it's beyond livable. Sweet, sweet. So are you... Are you making most of your sales online? Yeah. You are? Awesome. Yeah. It, except for the last two customs that I did. Um, and I only did these because they were local. Um, mm-hmm. But um, yeah, all online. I built my Instagram following pretty well. And, um, you know, sharing techniques with other artists, a lot of other artists will follow you and share your work and everything. And then so all, all of our client base is, you know, have like all overlapped yeah yeah so, cross-pollination kind yeah. of thing so i feel like um yeah it's all then the cells have been really good for me and then even when i can't make cells when i see art that really is just kind of hits me just right and, and it looks well made and everything i will share it mm-hmm. um to my stories and stuff and that feels so good to be able to do yeah um and then just that or even you know a lot of people will reach out to me and maybe sometimes my prices will be higher than what they're looking for and 
I have just a list of other artists that I'll refer him to. Like, hey, nice. you know, this person uses the thicker wire like that if that's what you liked and mm-hmm. or whatever they liked particularly, you know, I can direct them. Nice. Yeah, that feels nice. really good. Do you, Are there uh, like jewelry conventions or anything like that? Um, Tucson, um, the gem show. Sure, sure, yeah, sure. The Tucson gem show and Denver gem show mm-hmm. um, is a big place where a lot of people will meet. But as far as just jewelry, no, not, not That's quite. interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like there would be. Because there's so many different types of jewelers, it seems like, or there's... There's people making jewelry out there. I don't. Mm-hmm. You know. There are. I don't know. I guess I've uh, haven't really been super involved in like the larger jewelry community. There are maybe probably bigger <clears throat> conventions and stuff that I'm just maybe not aware of. Sure. And even in Boulder, you know, there's a little metal working shop that holds classes every week and all sorts of stuff. So. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's community involved around all that. I've nice. just never done it. There's no classes for this. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's I've cool. actually thought about, if we were staying in Boulder, I would probably sign up to teach some classes. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, do you see like yourself teaching more moving forward? Yeah, I really enjoyed um, sharing the techniques that I have. I, I wish I could make like a bunch of videos, but I made like 10 videos and I was just, fucking tapped yeah burnt on those (laughs) yeah from video editing and listening to my own voice Mm -hmm. repeating and hearing all the yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) i know i know the feeling right (laughs) yeah uh yeah that's sweet um so yeah usually how i wrap it up is uh, i ask you or i want to ask you what kind of advice would you give to a young creative person maybe a young wire rapper uh, who's just starting out if they were like if they asked you for it yeah surround yourself with people that inspire you that you yeah that you want to be like or that they share you know similar passions or appreciations even you know that that was the biggest thing for me, you know. I mm-hmm. fully submersed myself into it. Um, even when I went into uh, producing events with Starwater and everything, you know, mm, I was yeah, working yeah. as the art director. Yeah, I was just trying to be around all of you as much <laughs> as possible. Nice. Um, and I feel like that really did help. I was really sad when I moved out of Boulder. Mm-hmm. And that's why I like, slowed down. But yeah, just really surround yourself and stick with it um it'll it'll be tough it's like climbing out of hell yeah but don't look yeah. back <laughs> that's perfect <laughs> even once you've made it yeah it's a perfect place to end it great well thanks so much for coming man yeah andrew is great thank you for having me on yeah and oh yeah tell people where they can find you real quick oh you can find me at theartofwire.com Mm-hmm. Or the art of wire is my Instagram, TikTok, uh, even my Facebook slash uh, the art of wire. Or nice. if you need to search by name, just Miles McDonald. Awesome. Great. Well, thank you, Miles. Thank you. Thanks everybody for listening, and we'll see you next time.
Thank you again for listening to another episode of RTAF Podcast. If you are interested in supporting the Patreon, that address is patreon.com slash RTAF Podcast. And I want to thank all my patrons. You guys keep this engine running. I couldn't do it without you. Go over there and check out the tiers I have available. Includes video, uh, guest suggestions, uh, patron-only posts, and some merchandise. Thank you again for listening. Please rate, review, subscribe. Do all those little things that help get RTAF into the consciousness of more and more people. Thank you.